What did she say? Big sister said, how do you do it? From faith, life, money to love We're gonna talk about it all with the big sister Welcome to My Big Sister Said, a podcast. Your virtual big sister who gives you advice, walks you through it, and then says, hey girl, you okay after you do it. I'm your host, Ashley Hargrave, healthcare professional by day, creator by night, and sister 24-7. So sis, let's jump into this week's episode. In wake of the recent COVID-19 virus that has created headlines around the world, we've had to adjust how we live our daily lives. From social distancing to shopping regulations, work and school, things have changed. And with that comes a bevy of emotions and mental angst. Knowing that we can't control the world, but we can seek help and security in uncertain times can give us strength. On this week's episode, we'll hear from Leslie Stevens, licensed professional counselor, on how to cope while dealing with COVID-19. Hi, Leslie. Welcome. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you were able to join and that we're going to be able to chat. And so, um, first of all, I just always like to tell people, I'd love to have people introduce themselves. So, who is Leslie? Okay, I am Leslie Stevens, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. I specialize in anxiety, depression, and perfectionism. I am a woman who wears many hats. I am a faith-based woman. I am a believer. I am a sister, a friend, a daughter, a lover of all people, a server of God, and a server of humans. So that is Leslie (laughs) I love it. Yes, Leslie. Yes. (laughs) And Leslie, who are you a big sister to? Uh, Well, that's a part of my server of all people. I have had (laughs) so many little sisters. I've had so many mentees and middle school students and elementary school students and high school students who are now adults because I'm getting old as well (laughs) that I have helped to serve and love and care for and, um, they allow they have allowed me to be on their journey, their life journey with them, and I still continue to journey with them. So I'm a big sister to all of the young women who I've had the privilege of sewing into, sharing wisdom with, sharing knowledge with, and sharing resources with, so that I can be a part of their lives and help them grow in phenomenal ways. And I think that's powerful what you just said about allowing people to grow in phenomenal ways. Um, with everything that's affecting our country right now with, with COVID-19, I know a lot of people I've been talking to feel like their growth is stunted. And when we talk about health, they feel kind of in a weird place. And so as a, a professional, how would you define health? Oh, health is one's personal well-being. Health is your wellness. Health is not only physical, it is absolutely mental. It is emotional. It is spiritual. It is financial. Health uh, encompasses all areas of our life, and every single area has its own measure of health. That means its own measure of wellness and well-being. So it's not one-dimensional, it's multi-dimensional, and it is the measure of wellness that you have in each area. 
And I think what you just said about having a measure of wellness in each area, um, as a healthcare professional, I know a lot of times people will say, well, I'm doing pretty healthy on this side and I'm good. I went to the doctor, but there's a lot of other areas where we really have to take a deeper dive. And I know sometimes people don't like to talk about their mental health. And so why is that important in owning where you are in your mental health journey and, and in wellness? Yeah, actually, your mental health is where a lot of the other things begin, right? So even if we look at the link between mental health and physical health, a lot of these physical health problems that we have, they begin as mental health stressors or emotional problems. So our mental health affects every single area of health, all of the other aspects of health in our lives. And we have to take care of our own mental well-being so that our physical well-being can thrive as well as the other dimensions that I mentioned. So if we are not healthily, we're not healthily, excuse me, if we're not mentally healthy, yeah, our work suffers, our families suffer, the dreams that we have suffer, our aspirations suffer, and the things that we're called to do in life end up suffering as well. So when our mental health suffers, not only do our own physical bodies suffer, but every other area, every other relationship that we have in life that also suffers. So it's it's that much more critical than to take care of, to take care of and to own our own mental health. Right. And I think what you said, critical, I think that's a word we've been hearing on the news, on blogs, on social media, probably here in the United States for now, probably a focus two weeks. And so as we think about COVID-19 and knowing that it's a global pandemic, one of the solutions that has arisen is social distancing, making sure that we're being clean, we're doing practices that are more stringent in how we think, but what kind of mental health issues could arise during this time outside of just the infectious disease that, that's currently going on? Ashley, even this week, I have seen a spike in my clients and other people that I've talked to. I've seen a spike in anxiety and depression. Um, there is this hum of anxiety and stress all around and it's heightened it's exacerbated nothing seems normal to anybody mm -hmm. and here's a little bit of the the science behind that our brains are built on survival our brains are the the organs that keep us in survival so when a crisis like this arises our brain is actively trying to figure out how to survive the problem is when we're in survival mode stress hormones are released and if left in a heightened state, then our bodies begin to break down and suffer because of the excessive stress hormones that are being released. So with all of this excessive anxiety and all of this excessive stress that's arising, cortisol levels are at an all-time high in our bodies, the stress hormones are at an all-time high, and then our bodies are suffering. Our immune system suffers when we're in this heightened stress of heightened sense of stress and anxiety. Wow. And like you said, that mental, so the mental um, and then physical connection. And then I would even say, as you and I both share, we're women of faith. So even our spiritual connections, just understanding how that affects and where do we really, where, what do we really believe in this time? You know, yes. I had to check myself and say, you know what, God, I'm getting kind of what's going on and had to really be very intentional, um, more, more intentional in just reading the word of God and just playing word and really soaking my home in the word of God. And so, yes, um, spiritually as a, as in the mental health field, also what can people do right now, as you said, to combat the anxiety, to combat, combat depression. Um, and for some people who've never even put a title on it, how do they know if they're experiencing those things? What do they feel like? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So anxiety feels like um, it, it ranges the gamut from heart palpitations to sweaty palms to full out panic attacks. So anytime you're feeling like a sense of um, energy, an outburst of energy, anytime you have excessive thought rumination, so you're ruminating or perseverating over some thoughts over and over and over again, and those thoughts seem to get stuck and you can't seem to shake them. So there are um, physical manifestations of anxiety, but also mental manifestations of anxiety. If you find yourself um, not being able to concentrate or you feel like you're on autopilot because you're stuck in your head so much, if you find yourself having headaches or difficulty sleeping at night, if you find yourself becoming angry or agitated, all of those can be symptoms of anxiety. Symptoms of depression look like lack of motivation, um, changes in eating habits, low mood for most of the day, all of the day, um, just kind of a general lowness or a, a numbness sometimes. And depression can look different from person to person as well. So with both depression and anxiety, the key is to identify what is our normal and then be able to kind of look at ourselves and check ourselves to see what doesn't feel like our normal. That's good, Leslie. And so once we kind of have, have identified it, I mean, we're like, okay, this is not me. I'm overeating. I'm oversleeping. I'm snapping at everybody in the house. I'm mad at my dog. I'm mad at my cat. What can we do to really begin to um, manage what, what's going on? What are tips that people can do to manage? Yeah. So right in the moment, you know, um, journaling. No, acknowledging something's different in my brain and my body right now. I'm going to just sit down, take some space, deep breathe, right? Get some mindfulness meditation happening, calm myself. And then I'm going to journal what's on my heart. I'm just going to free write for about five or 10 minutes, whatever I'm thinking about and just allow whatever is in to come up and come out. And then talk to a trusted friend, talk to a clergy member, talk to a big sister, talk to a mentor, talk to a mother, talk to an elder, talk to somebody um, who is a listening ear, who can really be a listening ear, an empathic person. Also, if you don't have a therapist, now is the time to get a therapist. Yes. If you have a therapist, great, call your therapist, get some appointments on the books. We've got to get together as best we can right now and talk these things out because just having the safe space to express yourself and say, I don't like this. This isn't normal to me. Something feels off. Something feels wrong. Just to have someone to see you and acknowledge you, you know, and sit with you while you process that stuff out. It is so helpful. Yes. I just, I love what you're saying because like you said, we were made still for human connection. And even though we, we are observing, you know, the laws of our land at this time, how can people still stay socially connected um, while being observant of what's going on? Yeah, so thank God for technology, right? right. So uh, FaceTime, WhatsApp, uh, Zoom calls, uh, text messaging, engaging on social media. But I love the word that you used earlier, being intentional. Being intentional with the people who are going to be uplifting at this time. We don't need to be taking in all of this news 24-7. So choosing the, the closest friends that you want to reach out to or choosing some people with some wisdom that you want to kind of put on your reach out to list and being intentional with the people that you reach out to in these times specifically because you want encouragers in your circle. You want life givers in your circle. You want people that you can kind of um, 
vent to and commiserate with a little bit, but you also want people who will help uplift you during these times and not kind of keep you low and keep you stuck and keep you stagnant. Yes, Leslie, not people that are going to keep you low. So if you need to cut that bay off, if you can't talk to auntie today, if you can't go over to your neighbor's house, this may not be the time to talk yes. to, those, to those kind of people. And so, um, Leslie, as a trained professional, as someone who is a therapist, um, I love what you said about if you don't have a therapist, this would be a great time to find one. And, and I always tell people there is no shame in therapy. Um, I feel like that's sometimes kind of taboo. And we've talked about, you know, that being taboo in our community. But if you're sick, you go to a doctor. If, you're, if your foot yes. hurts, you go to a podiatrist. If things are emotionally a little off, it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. And yes. so if people are looking for a therapist, they don't have one. Um, and they're like, well, I can't leave the house. Are you offering e-visits and accepting new patients? And can you tell us the process if someone does want to reach out and, and, and contact you? Absolutely. Yes. And yes, for me, for both. Um, I am accepting new clients right now and I am offering telehealth sessions. Uh, luckily, a lot of insurance panels are um, being more flexible with their um, their rules for teletherapy. So um, a lot of insurances are allowing therapists to offer telehealth right now because of the um, crisis. So if people want to connect with me, they can find my profile. My name is Leslie Stevens on psychologytoday.com. You can also visit my website to stay up on some tools and techniques, which is www.lesliestevenslpc.com. You can also find me on therapyforblackgirls.com. And Leslie, just your presence and just you giving this to us today, just knowing that, you know what, we're all in this together and that we will be able to make it through with tips. Um, who has influenced you? Because you're such a wealth of knowledge and intelligent and knowing all of not just your craft, but just life skills. Who has been a big sister in your life? Oh, yes. I praise God, actually, for my big sisters and my mothers and my godmothers and my aunties. So I think right now, one of my best big sisters is a lady by the name of Yolanda Murray. She is such an awesome woman of God. She's an awesome sister in Christ. And she's one of those women who will give it to you straight and won't sugarcoat it. And you know, we all need those type of, types of women in our lives. <laughs> and I have another awesome big sister, um, Naya Powell. She is a life coach. And we, we talk together all the time about things. And she too is an awesome woman of God and just a, a beautiful encourager. It, it's powerful when we have big sisters who are like truth tellers and encouragers and who have wisdom but can also like speak the truth in love it's so important speak the truth in love yes right there that is that is beautiful um and I love what you just said about knowing how to speak it because we do need the truth and one of the things we talk about on the podcast is being our sister's keeper but making sure that it's wrapped up in some love and really making sure that the delivery is coming from that good place. And so I would say too, Leslie, what advice would you give? I would say to the next generation, but to all women um, right now, like I said, we are a sister's keeper. And especially during this time, what is some advice that you would just give? It could be from any, any genre. You know what, what is really speaking to me right now is life is hard. I find myself <laughs> having to tell younger clients this all the time, like sis, Life is hard. You will face challenges and hardships. But what is so important is that you believe with everything that you have that you will overcome. Mm -hmm. There's so much power in the mind to believe in the good. 
if we can believe the good report, if we can believe the best for ourselves, no matter what you've been through or what the facts of your situation look like right now, you can move mountains when you believe. So there's this really great quote uh, about, by um, Paolo Coelho in The Alchemist. And he says, and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And Oprah always asks the question, what do I want? So we have to identify what we want, no matter the circumstance, and believe it with everything we have. And then we will definitely begin to see the manifestation of all things working together for our good. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie, for being our guest this week. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40:31. As we continue to adhere to professional support and medical advice, we must keep our spirit strong and not allow every headline, tweet, text, or comment to destroy our hope. I'm praying for our world during this time and trusting that better is coming. Thank you for listening. We are each other's keeper. Big sister.